Welcome to Unfolding Words, where every week I share biblical truth that offers light for your walk and life for your soul. I'm your host, Antracia Moorings. Thanks for pressing play today. God designed us with an appetite to sustain life in our bodies. Appetite and hunger are sometimes used interchangeably, but they are not the same thing. You can have an appetite without being hungry. Think about Thanksgiving. You can gorge yourself on turkey and all the fixings. But then when that dessert spread is put out, you want dessert on top of that. Clearly, there's a difference between appetite and hunger. And we can apply this principle to our spiritual lives. When our appetites are filled with things that have nothing to do with God, then we end up with no hunger for God. Quite a few years ago, the Lord dealt with me about the things that I had an appetite for and was calling me to reconsider some of the things that I was consuming, namely my TV and music choices. At first, I thought, what's the big deal? Everyone watches these shows. People I know listen to this music. But the Lord was letting me know that I was gorging on these things that were not necessarily healthy for me. So I was ending up with no hunger for him. That hit me like a ton of bricks. So I had to reconsider the things that I was consuming entertainment wise, which were leaving me with no joy or interest in the things of God. When we nibble at what society offers, it changes our appetite. Movies, music, pastimes, even the company we keep. Is what you're indulging in filling you up with no leftover appetite for what God offers? Things like scripture reading, prayer, meditating on the things of God, serving, and fellowship with the people of God. So to appreciate a thing, you must you must first feel its want. So we have to have a, a knowledge of a want for God. We have to be acknowledging that hunger for him. So you can appreciate a good meal when you're hungry, just like you appreciate good sleep when you're exhausted. So you have to see that need for it. We're going to focus today on Proverbs 27 and 7, which says, One who is full loathes honey, but to one who is hungry, everything bitter is sweet. The Amplified Version of the scripture says, He who is satiated with sensual pleasures loathes and treads underfoot a honeycomb, but to the hungry soul, every every bitter thing is sweet. In this proverb, King Solomon who penned it is making three contrasts. First, the contrast between the full soul and the hungry soul, the contrast between something that is loathed and something considered sweet, and third, the contrast between a honeycomb and a bitter thing. This proverb highlights a truth that Solomon, as a prosperous king, probably learned the hard way many times over in his life. First, let's look at the full soul loathes a honeycomb. The term one who was full refers to soul, and the Hebrew word for that is nephesh, means a living body, a living being, a life, a self-person, desire, passion, appetite, and emotion. So if you're full to the brim, there is no room for anything else. But a person who is famished will find that that which is bitter can be sweet. Matthew 5 and 6 in the ESV says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And this word full in the scriptures means satiated, 
in either a pleasant or a disagreeable sense. The full soul loathes a honeycomb. And this is interesting, the definition for this. Loathe has two related meanings. The first is to trample down or to kick about. And the second is to have no desire for. And it carries with it the expression of the greatest disgust or contempt. We don't understand or we can't fully understand this reference to honeycomb much in modern America. But in biblical times, honeycomb was a real treat. Today, we can go into a store and buy honey or honeycomb. But in Solomon's day, a honeycomb was often stumbled across when, in, when you walked along a trail. So the nest might get full or so full of honey that it would fall off the tree. And anyone who found it would be happy for such a treat that they didn't have to work to get from the honeycomb. Solomon's point here is that a person who was full and eats too much who happens to find a honeycomb might just step on it or kick it out of the way and keep on walking. A man who was full to the gills isn't interested in a honeycomb because he has no room for it. It's not even tempting to him and it doesn't even look appealing. It may even make his stomach turn just looking at it. So just think about when you've eaten so much, you don't even want another thing. You don't even want to look at another piece of food as appealing as it may be. But we know that self-restraint, even in food, increases our enjoyment of it. So when we eat in moderation, we get more enjoyment out of food rather than gorging on all the good things that we see. An overindulgence produces a fatigue and an idleness of sorts in our bodies and in our spiritual walks. There are some who loathe the sweetness of the Lord. Some loathe him so as to trample on him. If you can see that imagery, others may murmur at him. Some may be indifferent to him. The loathing will manifest itself by little signs and in various manners for different people. It comes, it speaks of a soul being full of the world. And this could be of of religiousness or pride. But to the one who is hungry, every bitter thing is sweet. Solomon's point in this part of the proverb is that the hungry man has a sensitivity that a full man does not have. Again, to the hungry man, every bitter thing is sweet. So even when we have to eat the bitter teachings of the Lord and hear the hard things like humbling ourselves or having to repent, even these hard things will be sweet to us when our, ap- when our appetites are in proper alignment. Think of the older brother in the prodigal son story. He was at home and had full reign and full advantage of all the privileges at home. Yet he murmured. And the younger brother, the hungry prodigal, he actually enjoyed the fatted calf that was brought out for him. And think of Israel when they were fed to the full. They loathed the angel's food as light bread, which the scripture says in Psalm 78 verse 25 and Numbers 11, verse 20. Fullness of bread leads to a bad appetite, especially in spiritual things. Theologian C.H. Spurgeon said, there are some who do not appreciate the sweetness of Christ. Pray for a good appetite for Christ. And when you have it, keep it. Do not waste a good appetite upon anything less sweet than the true honeycomb. When you have the appetite, indulge it. In Luke chapter 1, verses 52 and 53, in Mary's song, 
It says he has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. It's when we have a hunger that we have room to receive all the good things that God wants to give us. Think of bees. They roam from flower to flower, sipping nectar here and there. This is the same thing we do when we roam the world for satisfaction. We don't settle anywhere for long, but we extract sweets from a variety of attractive sources. It could be questionable entertainment, questionable company. It could be success. It could be work. It could be anything other than God that is filling us up. The best way of suppressing the appetite for the things contrary to God is to satisfy your heart with something better. The full soul loathes even the honeycomb. When the prodigal son tasted the fatted calf, he no longer desired the husks the pigs ate when he was out there in the world. The girl who finally gets real jewels no longer places value on the jewelry that is fake. And the child who has become a man no longer has a taste for childish toys that once seemed all important. You have to get your spiritual palate accustomed to the things of God instead of what society says is desirable. It's going to be a training and a retraining of your appetite. Psalm 19 verses 9 through 10 say, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings. Of the honeycomb. We have to get to the point where God and His Word are sweeter than even what this world has to offer us. In his book, A Hunger for God, John Piper said, If you do not feel strong desires for the manifestation of the glory of God, it is not because you have drunk deeply and are satisfied, it is because you have nibbled so long at the table of the world. Your soul is stuffed with small things, and there is no room for the great. This is one of my favorite quotes from John Piper, because it's constantly challenging me to see what are those things that I'm nibbling at that are filling me up so that I don't have room for that which God has to offer me. So how do we evaluate where our spiritual appetite is? I'm going to give us a few tips On how we can do that. Number one, we have to ask ourselves, do I recognize my need for God? That lets us know where we stand. If we feel like we don't have really a need for the things of God, like we can take them or leave them, then we know that our spiritual appetite is out of whack. Secondly, what leaves you most satisfied? Is it success, entertainment, work, or is it righteousness? And the things of God, we have to find out what leaves us most satisfied when we walk away from it. Number three, what are you constantly reaching for? Is it Facebook, Twitter, video games, Pinterest, football, live TV, hobbies or recreation, pleasure reading, shopping, your phone? Some of these things may not be bad in and of themselves, but if they take precedence over the things of God, then we know we have to realign some things. We don't want to reach for man's approval or social media before we reach for prayer or for God. And number four, are you missing meals? Are you missing time? 
to spend in God's word. And we can say, oh, I don't have time. My life is busy. I have a busy household. I have kids. I have a job. We're all given the same 24 hours in a day, and we can all make time to fill it up with prayer and communion with God through the scriptures. A hungry man always has time to eat. There's an old song by Margaret Becker, and I know I'm dating myself by even sharing this, but it's one of my favorite songs by her. It's titled The Hunger Stays. And one part of the song says, I will seek till I can seek no more. I won't give up until I find you, Lord, because a hungry man does not pick and choose. He just goes where there's bread and keeps pressing through. So today, I hope that you evaluate where you are spiritually. And we all have to do this on a regular basis. Even the best of the saints have to stop and evaluate what they're reaching for and what they're hungering hungering for. So I pray that you keep pressing through and developing an appetite for God because it will pay off. Thanks again for joining me this week for Unfolding Words. If you haven't already, please press the subscribe button and please be sure to join me next week for another edition of the podcast. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Unfolding Words. Until next week, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.